This is Woke Wars, a podcast by the Miami Herald's opinion team, where we look behind Florida's culture wars. This is Woke Wars. I'm Amy Driscoll, recording in the WLRN studios in downtown Miami. I'm joined by Miami Herald opinion team members Lauren Costantino and Nancy Ankrum. We all know about Florida's Don't Say Gay law from last year, but now there's a 2.0 version reigniting the debate. The Child Protection and Public Schools Act would build on the Parental Rights and Education Act and expand the prohibition against instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity through the eighth grade. Right now, that ban exists from kindergarten through third, and any discussion with older students has to be considered age appropriate. The new proposal would allow the state to restrict how preferred pronouns can be used in the classroom as well, even though parents may be okay with it. And there are a couple of other bills that we should probably talk about that focus on sexuality and gender. One would ban gender-affirming care for minors, and the other is aimed at drag shows, restricting venues from allowing children to attend drag shows if there's sexual content, including lewd exposure of prosthetic breasts. It's all part of Governor Ron DeSantis' battle against what he terms gender ideology. And of course, it's set against the backdrop of him presumably running for the Republican nomination for the presidency. Um, Let's hear what the governor had to say on the subject. I think the, the, the topic of things like gender ideology, uh, I think, is inappropriate. I mean, you're having these kids, and they're basically being told, well, yeah, you may not be a boy. You may be a girl. Parents don't want that. Uh, I don't think they want any of this stuff uh, there. I don't think it's true that that's necessarily how most school districts approach it. But my view on the original one, if you read it, it said K-3, but it also said beyond that had to be developmentally age appropriate. So school boards are in a situation where they can make that judgment. And I think most of the school boards that we have now probably would make a similar judgment anyways. There may be some that aren't. And so this would be the baseline. And then the school districts would be able to potentially do more. But we need to focus on the basics of academics. We need to focus on reading, writing, math, all these different things. That's Governor Ron DeSantis. Um, Nancy, proponents of the expansion of the parental rights law say that it's protecting the rights of all parents. But is it? No. It clearly is not. We had a letter recently um, on the Letters to the Editor page about, um, it came from a woman who was questioning where her place is, where her rights are, um, as the parent of a transgender child, and also where are her child's rights. Uh, The Washington Post had a, a story where parents expressed a similar, uh, a similar concern which is they talked to black parents uh, who said, I might be able to teach my child black history at home, but what about all of the other kids at school who are not getting this crucial part of American history because so much has been excised? Now, Governor DeSantis has said that there are books within the curriculum um, that deal with black history, uh, Frederick Douglass and and Martin Luther King. But when the state is about to approve a textbook that strips the race of Rosa Parks from her story, you have to wonder, are they still getting a skewed view? So no, not all parents feel included in that broad net that the, the governor throws around parents and parental rights. 
Yeah, and I think, I mean, two things. First of all, if you are somebody in a young person who is transgender or thinking that you're transgender and you're listening to your governor talk about this stuff, like it's not um, a real thing. Like it's a plague that needs to be wiped out in schools. I mean, how how devastating to not be acknowledged as, you know, a real person in schools. Um, and second of all, I, I don't think it's it's a real issue going on in schools. I mean, speaking as somebody who used to teach high school, this um, pronoun issue that he's blowing out of proportion, in my opinion, uh, it's something as simple as a survey at the beginning of the year. It's a question on a survey. What are your preferred pronouns? Um, I would say 99% of students answer with the pronouns that align with their biological sex. And for that other, you know, one or less than 1% of students who might um, choose pronouns that don't align, it, it is a really big deal for them. And as a teacher, you know, the point of these surveys at the beginning of the year is to, to ask students, what do you need to feel safe? And what do you need to be able to learn in this classroom and be the best person you can be? Do you need to sit closer to the board because you don't like wearing your glasses? You know, do you need to be called by another name? Uh, I know I know your parents' name do this, but do you have a nickname that you identify with that makes you feel more comfortable in school, right? That's all it is. And it's not really brought up throughout the year. It's not really a big deal. Um, and, and I just feel like, you know, it's blowing it a bit out of proportion here. Um, and, you know, gender dysphoria is a real thing for these students, um, mm-hmm. for some of these students, you know, and are we buying that lawmakers are actually concerned about these children? Yeah, and I think that um, this is, a, they're wading into some pretty deep water here, uh, the legislature and the state, you know. Um, that legislation says that it's false to ascribe to a person a pronoun that does not correspond to their assigned sex. And our law would then say it's an immutable or unchanging biological trait. To me, that's, um, that is is such an overstep by the government. And I don't understand why, um, you know, if parents think it's okay and the student thinks it's okay and the teacher thinks it's okay, why is the state involved? I, I just, I don't understand that. Like, what what is the state's role in that? Because they are targeting a very vulnerable and very small population where pushback is, I don't want to say negligible, but they can very easily ignore it. And there is a larger issue here. Um, It's called a culture war for a reason. And this is, it speaks to many of the politicians' base. It also speaks, though, to their base's fears that life is galloping forward and out of their control. And they don't like it. No one likes that. But they are using this as an occasion to scapegoat very real people, ignoring their humanity and and putting into law, which I think is just horrible, putting into law the denigration of uh, of a people, and you we we talked about this yesterday, Nancy. Um, that I I believe that this is about fear, and I think that um the that the legislators and 
parents are feeling out of control. They feel as though their kids are getting exposed to all kinds of stuff that they don't like. Um, and they're probably not wrong. Like, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, we, we talked yesterday about some lyrics in an Ariana Grande song. <laughs> Very explicit. And kids are listening to that. Are there parents stopping them from listening to Ariana Grande? Probably not. And yet what they're trying to focus on is the stuff they can control in their view, the law and the schools. Um, but that is um, sort of false. I think it's not um, actually going to work at all. I think kids will, will, will still be exposed to the internet. And that is, that is the issue here. It's not, it's not um, what's being taught as much as it is what they're being exposed to in the world. There are more gay characters on TV, sure, and in movies. Do parents not like that anymore? I, I don't know, but I, I just I feel as though that's a it's it's a fear based reaction and not really um, reality. Right, and it's actually a smart way that they frame it. Right, they say your kids might be learning about sex and sexual orientation at an inappropriate age level. That's scary for a parent, right? They don't want their kids um, talking about inappropriate things. They don't want their teacher talking about inappropriate things with their student. None of us would want that for our kids and our students. But that's a professionalism issue. I mean, you have teachers, <laughs> heterosexual teachers, who will overshare about their marriage or say, you know, my husband or wife has been cheating on me or whatever. And that's <laughs> inappropriate too. And that's a professionalism issue that should be addressed at yeah. the school level, right? That's not something that the government needs to get their their hands in, I think. And that's not the only thing that we're talking about in Tallahassee on this on, that sort of falls under that framework. I think there's also the the state crackdown on the um, the drag shows, which you know it, it's it's creating what I believe is a fake moral panic. Um, you know, I'm not the only person who thinks that, um, but it goes again to what the governor does so well and what the what the Republicans have done so well, but but more the governor, I think, um, and it's reframing these, you know, vague discontents, these these. Um, sort of fears that people have into something that's big and um, going to overwhelm people or overwhelm students or overwhelm children. Um, you know, they, there were, we, we recently had that story about the drag show in Orlando where they sent these, you know, I feel sorry for them, these, these, state, these state investigators to record the, the, drag, the Christmas drag show. And it turned out that there was nothing, they even said it in their report, there was nothing really you know, too bad about that. There were then they were found that there were three kids, three people there under you know sixteen, yeah. I believe it was. But that's not. It's like there's a there's just a like a, an idea that this is terrifying and terrible and it's going to get worse. But the reality seems to be different. Absolutely. What he does, and I, I think you're right, Amy. He he frames the issues beautifully. He takes people's general queasiness about. Uh, life in general and and the safety and the security of their kids. You can't, I, I, I blame no parent for, for making that a concern, but he gives it, a, a, he, he gives it a focus. He gives it something to attack. And drag shows, drag queens, we're on whose radar? I have no idea. Uh, but it's on all of our radar now. And, you know, and, and I get that there are parents who are liberals who may not have voted for um, uh, uh, this governor who, yes, are rightly concerned about or who would never take their kid to a drag show. That's their right. 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 Lauren, we're going to need to take a little break first. Sure. Let's take one little break. Hold yeah. your thought. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Woke Wars. We're talking about LGBTQ issues and um, some other related issues in Tallahassee. Lauren, you were about to speak. Oh, I was just going to say, if you don't like drag shows, don't go. Um, <laughs> but, you know, taking that a bit further, people's, we were talking about the governor sort of framing um, someone's, you know, fear or discontent with, with culture. Um, but I would also just say it's people's hidden homophobia. You know, you don't like gay people. You think they're icky for whatever reason. And so you're going to legislate against that. Um, I mean, that's that's completely inappropriate. You need to be looking out for all of your constituents. Um, you know, you represent everybody in Florida, uh, not just conservatives, not just people who are heterosexual, right? And, and the reason I say that is because targeting drag shows for indecency, it, it's just um, sort of out of line and it doesn't get at the heart of it. it just if you don't like gay people, just say that, right? Because we don't see him going after. Um, you know, dance competitions for having, you know, kids in very skimpy clothes on stage. We don't see him going after Hooters or what, how you said Ariana Grande concerts, right? There's all these things in pop culture that you, you might be uncomfortable with, but you know, why would you target drag shows for any other reason than you don't agree with um, their performers and their lifestyle? And they also, one of the comparisons that comes up all the time is that he's not stopping parents from taking underage kids to R-rated movies, right. mm. which, you know, clearly will be having a lot of content that he would apparently find inappropriate. Right. And yet that seems to be hands off, um, you know, hard yeah. to hard to understand the, the logic there. Um, in, in all of this discussion, uh, I think lawmakers forget that there are real people involved. Lauren, you recently spoke to one of your former students um, about that, right? Yeah, um, I spoke to Mark Pham, who is transgender. And uh, I talked to him about his experience. He's in his mid-20s now, but I talked to him about his experience coming out to his friends and family in high school and what that was like for him. Uh, I asked him to kind of address this idea that's being circulated on the right that young people are being sort of influenced or pushed to become transgender, which seems to be a fear um, on the right. Um, and here's what he had to say about that nobody goes in like the trans community or like you know like realizes that they are trans and are like oh yeah like you know i love it and then like because there's a lot of discrimination like you know towards the trans community like it is it, it's it gets pretty scary sometimes like you don't know if like somebody is gonna hurt you out in public like no one chooses that you know what i mean nobody chooses to be yeah. put out in front of all this discrimination just because of a trend or something or just because of like you know people say like oh yeah like you know you should be trans you know what i mean like no one says that you know it's not easy you know to be a trans person anywhere yeah and i was really grateful that mark spoke with me and allowed us to use that clip um of him talking about his experience because not all people are open you know i think um it it really sort of humanizes this issue and you see that there's a real person behind these culture war issues who and these people are struggling just to be seen just to be acknowledged um you know and, and when you have a teacher sort of in your corner affirming your identity and saying you are safe here. I will use the pronoun that you prefer. Let's move on to math and English or whatever. You know, like <laughs> that can make all the difference for these kids. They are fragile. 
they they just want to not be bullied in school and and live a normal life and and you know he talked about some of the struggles that he had coming out to his family and um you know it wasn't easy for him um so i just i hope for kids like mark you know that our governor can kind of and lawmakers in general can kind of talk to people who they are sort of um you know vilifying with some of these laws right exactly um you know, I think that wanting to be accepted and basically left alone um, is part of the human condition, uh, made more difficult um, sometimes by uh, gender, by uh, orient, sexual orientation, by race, by where you have co- where you come from, by economic status. It is a, it's, it's a human desire, and the very ordinariness, ordinariness, <laughs> let me say that again, <laughs> um, of what people want, what students, especially at that, that this fragile time in their lives, um, just has totally gotten lost. And so, so the current situation with this transgender question in Florida is that the there's a, a there's a rule in place um, the Florida Board of Medicine has a rule in place that prohibits doctors from giving uh, people who want minors who want this kind of um, hormonal therapy or surgery um, that procedure um, or they could lose their license now the legislature is actually trying to put that into law and making it a, to a crime for doctors and um, you know but but to me it's like you listen to that to that clip you can hear the pain in his voice um, it's not such a clear-cut issue. And I think that, again, you know, here we are inserting the state between people and, and their doctors and their children. Um, and I, I don't understand what, what the harm is here. I don't know who we were harming by letting people do this. Uh, as long as they, you know, we were doing it in a reasonable fashion. They're not rushing, you know, a 10-year-old into surgery in a day. I mean, that's not, that's not what, hap- what happens here. So I, I feel as though we let there be medical safeguards in place and parental safeguards in place for many, many things. And for some reason, this is the one that they want to focus on in Tallahassee. And I, again, you know, as Lauren said, it makes you wonder what their real agenda is. This legislature has, uh, in recent years, has not hesitated to uh, come between a patient and a doctor. We had a law in which doctors were prohibited from asking if there's a gun in the house. Um, abortion clearly um, puts a, a brick wall between a woman and her doctor or a family and, and a family doctor. And so there's, there's a very sad precedent for this. And actually, Nancy, you mentioned something earlier about um, when we were talking before we started recording this morning about how there was another legislator who brought this up that gay is not permanent. Right. Um, last year, uh, Senator Ileana Garcia um, asserted from the floor that gay is not permanent. She said she had a friend who uh, I think went to therapy and reversed uh, being gay. She later apologized for those comments, but uh, I think she was speaking for quite a few people. That they just don't believe that there's um, any sort of a biological imperative here. Exactly. Right, and and I think they're sort of um, lawmakers... Um, are cherry picking some experiences uh, for their narrative, right? They're saying, 
you know, if if your child undergoes a surgery and then regrets it and wants to go back, mm-hmm. that can be a really life-altering thing and a really scary thing. I think we can all agree. Um, you know, if and, and what they'll do is they'll bring you know, transgender people to speak on this issue who have that regret. And I think it's a very small percentage of people who have experienced this. Um, and, you know, they're kind of creating that fear, right? They're, they're, um, it's the same thing as, you know, certain teachers are indoctrinating our youth or saying, or pressuring people to, to turn, to become gay, right? That, that's not, the reality in most schools, like teachers don't have time to sit there each day and think, hmm, how am I going to, um, you know, push my ideology on my students today, right? That's, that's not, um, and it's not restricted to just uh, gay people, right? Like I said, straight teachers have had the same issues of being inappropriate or oversharing or talking about this too much. And, and, you know, I just think this targeted on, on this targeting of the queer community is, um, it's, it seems to be intentional and, you know, some, at some level they're an easy target. And I think that's just awful. And I would say again, that all of this, all of these discussions are both targeting vulnerable populations and also a distraction from other actual policies that the state legislature should be addressing. Let's, you know, we can talk about property insurance, which is something that I just, I cannot believe that they are not focusing more on when that has the ability to affect so many more people, force them out of the state, make their, their, you know, their daily lives untenable. And, and we don't focus on that. We focus on drag shows and, um, you know, the small percentage of people who are affected by these other issues. I, you know, I, to me, that's, that's utterly misplaced. It's misplaced. Um, One thing, one other thing that uh, is in the narrative is that, uh, gay Floridians and their advocates are actually groomers, which I think is just the most offensive trope that uh, and, and and totally totally ignores the the you know the male teachers that are taking you know advantage of their their high, their high school female high school students and have traumatized them. I think recently we saw one. One high school teacher sentenced, convicted, and and uh, is about to be sentenced. But oh no, he's not a groomer. The 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 gay guy is, right? Very that, offensive. That sends a really dangerous message um, to our youth, right? Um, that you know heterosexuality and cisgender is sort of the right way to be. Um, and I just think you know that really leaves out. Um, you know, empathy, having empathy for people who aren't like you, having, you know, sort of compassion. And as Amy said, it ignores a lot of real issues going on in schools. I talked to a couple of current teachers and they said their students are aware of what's going on right now in the legislature. A lot of them don't like it. They wish that lawmakers would, you know, listen to them a little bit more and focus on issues that are real for them. Things like housing, you know, people can't afford to pay rent, but we're talking about drag queens. Like, it's just a little bit, I mean, you know, testing, call it, getting into college, putting food on the table, like all of these things are still very real for Floridians. And, you know, I think we need to acknowledge that. And and by, by focusing on these other issues that, um, you know, the Republicans in Tallahassee, because it's a Republican controlled legislature for sure, um, throw out there constantly now, very similar to Donald Trump, that fire hose of information that pours out at us every day. It is 
it keeps us distracted from other issues. It keeps us from requiring that our legislators actually pay attention to other things. And again, you know, we, we, we all believe this is a backdrop to Governor DeSantis's um, run for the presidency. We'll see if that actually happens. But it's um, to me, it's a bottom line issue of you are elected to these offices to do things for all the people, not just this small little percentage that you picked out. And one more thing I wanted to bring up before we go um, is this idea of pronouns. I know there's a lot of people who might be confused, you know, um, in the setting of school. You know, one day your student comes to school and they're using she, they pronouns. You know, it can be a little bit confusing, especially for older teachers or um, older people, people in general who didn't grow up with this. And I think it's okay to ask questions about something new that you don't know about. If you don't know about transgender people, I think there should be a safe space where you can ask those things without getting canceled or, you know, um, ostracized and, um, you know, just berated for not knowing. I think that needs to be included um, because that might be where some people feel that fear of getting canceled. I don't, I don't think that's right either. I'm going to say that that's the last word uh, today. Um, You'll find more episodes of Woke Wars at MiamiHerald.com slash Woke Wars. Please consider subscribing to the Miami Herald and supporting our work. Thanks to WLRN Studios. Our engineer was Peter Merix and our videographer was Jose Iglesias. Thank you. See you next time.